Welcome to Momming. We're your hosts, Rachel and Stacy, and we believe there's no better way to be encouraged through motherhood than by connecting with other moms. Oftentimes, we can lose our identity in motherhood. The constant exhaustion, piles of dishes and laundry, and the mental gymnastics can leave us feeling like we have nothing left to give, but nothing could be further from the truth. As moms, we've been tasked with not only helping to raise the next generation, but also to find our individual purpose in the everyday. Join us as we hear from moms just like you. Welcome to Momming. Welcome back, everyone. We have a very special episode to share with you today. Being a mom is one of the most important roles for a woman. It's an amazing privilege given to us by God. But we couldn't be mothers without fathers. With Father's Day right around the corner, we thought it would be fun and insightful to invite some fathers onto our show for a little different perspective on parenting. So with that, we want to welcome our husbands, my husband, Joe, and Rachel's husband, Jamie. Welcome, dads. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. <laughs> Great. Great. I have a feeling we are not going to get very far in this episode. <laughs> it was hard to be quiet for that first like, 30 seconds. <laughs> so I have to be honest, when Stacy first floated the idea of having uh, dads on the show, I was a little skeptical because it is a show on motherhood. But the more I thought about it, I realized that so much of being a mom is intertwined with our spouses. It really is a partnership. And moms, if you are a single mom listening today, we encourage you to go back a few episodes and check out the show on single motherhood. It will bless and encourage you. But today we're going to get right to the nitty gritty. So this is for both of you guys, and you can fight over who goes first. Name one of the best things and one of the most challenging things about fatherhood. First thing, I wanted to say that I actually edit these things so I get to listen to these podcasts. So that one on single motherhood is actually really, really good. (laughs) Producer plug. (laughs) And I will say I do have a lot of people come up to me and say they listen to it with their wives and uh, and they get encouraged by it. So just letting you know. That's good. All right. So the question is the best, what is it? The best thing and one of the most challenging things about fatherhood. So for, for me, when, um, thinking about this question, I, I really uh, thought about this kind of this situation or this story that, um, that I was in with my, with my girls. Obviously we have a eight year old and a five year old, but I was down at Pepper Tree with them a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. uh, mom wasn't there. So I took them to Pepper Tree. Which is um, what? Pepper Tree is the best ice cream place in Vista. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we went down there to get some ice cream, and uh, it was funny because they don't have any of their seating open right now. Whatever, we can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, they, so we we I I popped down, uh, you know, my the 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 back of my truck, and we were kind of sitting there, and I was sitting kind of like lengthwise in my truck, and both of my girls were leaning up against me and eating ice cream, and I just saw a dad walk by with uh, like his older girls and just look at me and just like Aww. be like, I wish that I had that, mm. you know, Aww. back. And so I'd say that's probably the, the best thing is that relationship right now that mm-hmm. I have with my daughters is like, they think I'm the best thing in the world. <laughs> but it's kind of like the same, at the same time, the worst thing is knowing that it's so small. Mm-hmm. Like that window is, is such a, such a small window to impact, um, you know, our children. So that's a huge challenge to me is, is just, you know, 
waiting for that. You know, I, I don't want that to, I don't mm-hmm. want that day to come. Um, but at the same time, just taking advantage of every moment that I have with them now. It's so. good. Mm. We can't wait to kick our oldest one out the door. <laughs> joking. Um, really, I think uh, one of the biggest challenges for me is uh, it's really being able to recognize and adapt to the different seasons of parenthood that there are. And, and that being, you know, that, that parenting our boys through, you know, their, their earlier years when they were toddlers is so much different than now. You know, we have a nine-year-old and a 14-year-old going on 25, but it takes so much work, doesn't mm, it? Yes. To stay engaged and to be aware. It takes um, way more patience than, than I have. Um, it takes lots of trust, mm. uh, lots of faith. Um, to, to believe that God is with us, you know, in, in this thing called, um, parenting and discipline and, and, you know, that he's, he's there with us and he's given us everything we need to do what he's called us to do. And that is to convert these little heathens. Right. So that's <laughs> a really big challenge in, in those different seasons. There's different, I think, um, methods that we've had to uh, adapt and, um, best thing. Yeah. I think watching them really become themselves, grow into their own personalities has been fun, hasn't it? Yes. Um, our boys are so different, you know, I'm sure just like your girls, um, not just different from each other, but even as we see ourselves in them, they are becoming their, their own people, right? They're, they're individuals Mm -hmm. that God has created them and designed them to be and watching them come into that and discover that has been, uh, really fun. Like our oldest, you know, I, I was like, you know, so eager to get him on the baseball fields, but then realized that that wasn't his passion, you know? And I was like, (laughs) okay, you know, but to find a knack and a joy for the performing arts and theater and now music, you know, it's really helped expose some of these giftings and we've been able to come alongside him and celebrate and enjoy. Um, Yeah. It's a blessing to watch that. It is. I agree with you. Yeah. Our oldest, when we had her play baseball, she wanted to do was hug her friends and pick flowers. <laughs> and ask, so that didn't ask what was either. what was for snack. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when she got there, oh, that's right. You coached her. I <laughs> what's oh, for dear. snack? Yeah. Coach Jamie, she what's was, for snack? You don't get a snack unless you play. <laughs> Cutest player. So before you became, oh no. I think she got, what she get like most in, most improved or something in <laughs> soccer when you were given the award? No. <laughs> but I was baseball. What was the award? You guys have it on your fridge. It was like, no. it was like pinkish shirt or something. I'm just kidding. I the girliest girl award. Yeah, it was like I think it was that. It's so cute. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Sorry. We digress. <laughs> so before we became parents... I mean, it's impossible to know what it's really going to be like. Yep. People True. can tell you all you want and give you an advice and you can observe families. You can even have like brothers and sisters who have kids and think you know what you're getting yourself into. But nothing really prepares you for having your own child. Like, I remember when we had Eva and I was like laying there with her and it, when she was born in bed, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I, can I have this? How old am I? I don't feel like I'm ready for this right now. A little late at that point. Well, too late. <laughs> So did you guys have any preconceived ideas before becoming dads that totally proved to not be true? Absolutely. That our kids would listen, right? <laughs> when we spoke. They're magically going to listen to everything they say. Yeah, I think it's funny. Well, first of all, 
my preconceived ideas was that I was going to have some boys. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. You can have ours. <laughs> That's true. Apparently, <laughs> Wes can move in with us. You are such a good girl, Dad. You are. Well, you I, are a really good girl, Dad. I, maybe that's what God intended me to be. Well, not maybe. Well, I guess it's never too late, right? <laughs> Different topic. You heard it here. <laughs> um, so, but honestly, I think that the uh, discipline has been way more challenging than anticipated for me, um, especially with, um, with, you know, how different our our daughters are and how they, you know, how they receive or how they react to to discipline. So it's like, you know, having one child that's super responsive to just a raising of a voice and the other one that's not, um, or one child that is completely responsive to like, just it's the worst thing in the world that they would spend like five minutes in their room and then one that can just look at you in the eyes and lie to you. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, they're so different, you know? And, um, you know, I think that finding that line between kind of sternness as a father, but also showing grace and love has been challenging, a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be, mm. um, for sure. So. I, I totally agree. It's, I think, um, not to make this the theme of the podcast, but I think in thinking of discipline, um, I mean, the Bible is full of those verses. You look at the Proverbs and they're constantly encouraging us to discipline for the great reasons that there are and, and how like folly is bound up in the heart of a child. And mm. if we just, we, we don't discipline them, they'll, well, that's what will kind of, um, uh, motivate them. And so, yeah, that's, that's been a huge misconception for me. I think it's been easier and I don't know if I'm speaking for most fathers or parents, um, easier to love, care for, protect our kids than it is to consistently and lovingly discipline. Mm. And I think, you know, that, that verse that talks about, you know, that do not spare the rod is, is speaking not necessarily towards a child that needs disciplining, but a parent that needs to be consistent mm. in that discipline. Mm. You know, it's so interesting. I don't think it's odd that our podcast is focusing on discipline when we have dads on. Because isn't it true, Rach, as moms, we rely on them so much to help us out in that department. You better wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think the thing too for me is this follow through. That's what I'm learning. It's like, it's like, you know, with, with one kid, it's like you say something and they, they don't do it. But then when you say something and they do it, like you're saying, Hey, like if you do this, you're going to get this discipline. And then they do it. You're like, oh man, I got to follow through th yep. with this now. And I really don't want to, cause I just ruined our entire day. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Be careful what you threaten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's one of the, the biggest lessons that I learned with, you know, having a second child, especially is like, is like, Hey, like when you say something, you got to follow through. And if you don't follow through, they know, and they'll, they'll know next time that they oh, won't take sure. you seriously. For sure. <laughs> and, and not to dwell on this, but I think, you know, how much, and I don't know if this follows into this preconceived um, idea, but how much has God taught us as being parents than when we were single? It's oh, like yeah. enormous. Yes. And when, you know, I approach the area of discipline so quickly, the Lord's like, yeah, that's how I deal with you. <laughs> and that's, that's my heart towards you. And it humbles me. It mm. softens me as a father. And as just a, a believer, I think I've gotten so much closer to my father mm. in being a father, you mm -hmm. know, my father in heaven. Um, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just so important to like the whole idea of, 
you know, Proverbs 13, you know, he who spares a rod, you mm. know, spoils a child or whatever that, that idea. It's like, but that's that whole sense is a sense of guiding them too. Mm. you know, it's more of an emphasis on guiding than like beating. Of course. <laughs> you know, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, you yeah. learn that real fast. Yes. Um, so we know both of your dads pretty well. And I personally would love to hear about the influences they, that they had on your lives growing up. And then even as you became fathers, the infl- how that relationship changes. I feel like once you become a parent, you relate so differently to your own parents because you're like, I'm so sorry for everything I ever did. <laughs> well, and they look at you like, Yep. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> well, it's funny for me, like I I feel like children actually was better for my relationship with my dad. Mm. So, I mean, obviously not everybody who's listening listening here knows my dad, but if you don't know him, he is the exact I mean, I wouldn't say he's the exact opposite of me. I think that I see some of uh, some of myself in him, but he is like He's like a lumberjack. That's the best way <laughs> yeah. that I can describe him. Like <laughs> totally. he's walking around, stinking, eating beef jerky, <laughs> like you know, uh, flat top, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So like wearing his flannels, you know. Like, um, no, but he's he's just a man's man, you know. And that's what I was. That's as I was growing up, um, you know, I was a mama's boy, so I wasn't really like I didn't have a very like a very strong relationship with my dad as I was growing up. Um, but the crazy thing is, is I, later in life, I saw the things that impacted me that I remembered Mm -hmm. was one of the things was his, his, the example of hard work. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dad is like Mm -hmm. the hardest worker I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And he, um, you know, he worked so hard for, for me and my family in that, that really like impressed me. So, you know, I think that's kind of where I got some of my work ethic, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with everything that I've had. And another thing with him was his priority f- was Jesus. Mm. I mean, literally, I remember <laughs> I, the joke I always said is like my dad would wake up and like before I even woke up, he'd, he'd have a he'd have like a uh, he'd have painted the house already and <laughs> had already spent like an hour in his devotions, you know, before I even wake up. But that was really I mean, honestly, I remember waking up vividly waking up at like the crack of dawn, like four or five in the morning and like, like looking out my window and seeing his light on in his office. Mm. And I knew he was spending time with Jesus. Mm. And that's something that like, I convicts me even to this day, you know, like I, that's what I want to be for my, for my kids. Mm. And, uh, but the crazy thing is, is like I was saying before, I went from not really being super close to my dad growing up to now he's like, one of the top people, like one of the, one of the very few people that I call if I'm mm. making any serious decision in my mm. life. Like there's a few men in my life, but like, he's, he's like the one that I call and I rely on him for wisdom. I mean, a lot of the decisions that I've made, he's confirmed, you mm. know, the Lord is confirmed obviously, but he is confirmed, you know, through, uh, through just a lot of wise, wise words. So, yeah. That was good. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love your dad. Um, and it, you know, hearing you reminds me of how much um, my dad's example impacted me. I even remember at a very, very young age deciding that I wanted to be like him because of like some primary things that I saw in his life and how he carried himself. I knew this is what, you know, um, what I wanted to emulate. And and I saw even the difference with my dad and other dads Mm -hmm. or even other men in my family 
And I thought that was special and I was still attracted to it. And two primary things among the many were, were patience and joy. I mean, everywhere my dad went, he brought joy. He was always laughing, always smiling. Um, he was always um, cheerful and he made people laugh and, um, you know, including myself. And um, I, I always was attracted to that and loved that about my dad. And then the second thing was patience. He always carried himself with great patience in every situation. And I remember again, recognizing that mm. like nothing seemed to set my dad off if it wasn't like anger or frustration or even dealing with somebody that, um, you know, uh, you know, the situation needed patience. My dad had it. And I just noticed that and I was in awe of it and I wanted to, to emulate that. And, um, yeah, just those two I just wanted to highlight among the many. He's an amazing guy. I was hanging out with him just before the show. Yeah, you, both of those are define you as well. I like that. I did it. <laughs> Dad, I'm like you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next question. How do you balance between the role of provider worker that obviously God has placed on both of you as well as the role of husband and then now as father. They're very, three very huge yeah. responsibilities. And what do you think the biggest challenges are in doing all three roles well? Wow. Yeah, those are um, huge roles and responsibilities. And um, and I think we'd all agree they, they kind of pull from the same well, right? I think, you know, it's, it's a choice. We either rely upon ourselves in our own strength and wisdom, you know, uh, um, um, that we bring into those uh, very different, unique roles, or it's that, you know, daily surrender, kind of like Joe was saying, his dad modeled, um, starts with that time with Jesus, and uh, which is hard in itself, right? Mm. Um, but really to do that is to re rely upon the best of me, mm. you know, which is Christ in me. And I mean, he's the best part about us all, right? Mm. But um, balancing, you know, for, for me, is a, it's an interesting metric to measure, um, you know, to, to, to measure it or even to recognize and achieve, especially when, you know, the demands from day to day um, change so much. But gosh, I think I've, I, I, one thing I'll, I'll point out is, is kind of um, the idea of boundaries, you know, it seems to help. Um, cause I think we need them in our lives. It's important, you know, and, and especially in ministry when we can take on all of the good things that there are, I just don't think that that's good. You know, when it comes to these roles that are the most important things that God's given us to steward. And I think about Paul, you know, when he was speaking at Mars Hill and uh, to that crowd, and he said that God has marked out man's appointed times in history, as well as the boundaries of their lands. And he did so, so that we would seek him and reach for him and find him because in him we live and move and have our being. And so coming to a place to recognize where those boundaries are and to seek contentment there, you know, especially because it's at the value of our wives and our kids. I mean, we only get this one chance, you know, to focus in on being the best stewards as husbands and especially as, as parents. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, I know we're. That's I know. what I say after Rachel gives a really good answer. <laughs> I, I know. Yes, we're, yeah, I know we're kind of limited on on time because I know this could probably be a whole episode within itself. But pretty much, uh, you know, the two the two things that come to my mind when I think of balance and with Stacy and I, 
it's very different because, you know, um, we've had different seasons in our lives where she has been the one, you know, I'll say breadwinner for lack of a better word, you know, uh, for many years, you know, uh, she put me through school. She did a lot of things that was awesome. And then, um, then there's years where I was the sole breadwinner or whatever. And then now it's more of like a partnership role with our, with our, um, income, you know, we both work, uh, but the two, the two things that come to my mind are walk circumspectly. When I think of balance, it's that, um, you know, that idea in Ephesians five and it says, um, you know, it talks about see that then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. Mm. And this idea of uh, that, I've kind of heard it explained before with walking circumspectly is this idea of like a wheel and it's perfectly round. And the minute that there's something either on that wheel or something goes off, the entire thing continues mm. just to kind of like go completely be off balance and go out of control. And I've seen that happen so many times in my life, our life and other people's lives is when some one thing gets off balance then mm. the whole thing kind of gets all wonky. And so I'm always, you know, cause the reality is, is life and, and balance is always in motion, right? It's never, it's it never stops. Mm. So you, you know, um, just really making sure that you are being wise and, and kind of focusing on that. And then the other thing is consistency. When mm. I think of that word, um, the most consistent thing that I've seen in other men, fathers, pastors, you know, whatever it is, is um, one of the most impactful things I've seen is consistency. Mm. Um, w wise consistency, mm -hmm. right? right? It's yeah. like, it's like, you know, these people kind of going with every, you know, uh, just kind of with the wind going mm. with everything that's going. I, I feel like that's really unwise. A lot of times when people correct themselves, when they're, when they have the wrong thing, that's wisdom. But the idea of consistency is just, is really that idea of wisdom mm. with balance is, is a huge thing for, mm. for me. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys. That was so good. Thank you for coming on today, giving us a different perspective than we normally get on momming, dadding. It was dadding today. <laughs> Moms, make sure to tune in next week for our Diving Deeper episodes where the dads actually take over the podcast. That's right. Rachel and I have no idea what they're going to talk about. Uh -oh. We won't even be here. We're going to be completely surprised. So tune in with us then. And happy Father's Day to all you dads out there, mm -hmm. including our own wonderful dads, all four of them represented here in the studio today. I know my dad is one of the show's biggest fans, <laughs> which proves how much he loves me that he would listen to a podcast called momming every week and it gives me his feedback i love it anyway we wouldn't be moms without dads so thank you happy father's day we'll see you next week 